Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. On the handoff to Merrill. Merrill into the lane. Put it up and good with the left hand. The youngster with a huge shot. Sudden Sam makes it 128-124. Cruz on the handoff to Mitchell. Right side, Merrill. Quick three, Sam. Good! Are you kidding me? He looks like he could be on a high school floor, but Sam Merrill hits the three, and the Cavs are up seven. Your radio voice of your 15 and 12 Cavaliers who would do anything, and I do mean anything, to get out of shopping for Christmas presents. And that's why he joins us right now in the program, the one and only Timmy Alcorn. Tim, how are you? I'm doing well, JT. How are you, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. Man, what a great call last night. And i got to start right here. Who in the world is Sam Merrill? <laughs> well, that's a, it's a great question and a great story. Uh, Sam Merrill, young man out of Utah State and, uh, really has earned his way to the NBA. Uh, actually got his start with Milwaukee and uh, had a real quick cup of coffee with the Bucks, and then came here to Cleveland and uh, spent last year in the G League. The nicest young man you would ever meet. He just keeps waiting for that opportunity, and okay. now he's earned it. Second night of no Darius Garland and Evan Mobley, and we know Evan Mobley's been out a little bit longer, but I don't want to call it a new-look Cavs, but your thoughts on eight guys scoring in double figures, we don't normally see that with J.B. Bickerstaff team. Well, I think what you're going to see is everybody picking it up a little bit, and J.B. has talked about that. Listen, one guy is not going to replace Evan. One guy is not going to do the work of Darius Garland, but uh, they're going to have to share that load. And so you're going to see that scoring get spread around. Now, listen, Donovan had 37 last night. Uh, so mm-hmm. he's going to be your primary scorer. But he's also your facilitator. Uh, and Donovan has shown he can do that. He had 13 assists, his career high on Saturday mm-hmm. night. So uh, the Cavs are going to spread the wealth. They're going to work it around because they're going to have to do that uh, with Donovan being swarmed defensively. We saw that Saturday and last night. So when he gets double teamed, he has to find the open guy. And uh, last night, Sam Merrill, and the past couple of nights, uh, Dean Wade, they've knocked down those open shots. Tim, last night I think we all collectively held our breath, and we know what goes on with Cleveland sports, whether it's our baseball team losing their starting rotation, whether it's our football team losing their entire offensive line, your running back and quarterback. And last night when Donovan Mitchell ran into that stanchion, as they called it, uh, is there any updates on that shoulder? He was really, I mean, after that happened, he kept grasping at it, and I was surprised they didn't take him out of the game. I saw his post-game comments, but do you believe it? Well, he was on with me uh, a quick post-game, and I didn't ask him about it because I I thought for sure he's Oof. just going to say, well, it's fine, I'll have it looked at. But uh, So it was right after the Cavaliers uh, didn't really hold a, a full practice today. They just went through film and, uh, obviously pretty fatigued after last night's win, so uh, no media today. But listen, Donovan says he's fine, he's good to go, so until we hear otherwise, uh, I would expect them to be ready to go tomorrow night when the Jazz come in. Tim, when you guys travel 
And I'm sure, you know, in the back of some people's minds and a lot of our callers are wondering, Donovan Mitchell with the extension coming up in the summertime of this year, uh, we don't expect anything to happen this year or maybe even up until maybe the start of next season. But, I mean, do you hear rumblings of, you know, when when you're in New York, oh, we're really trying to eye on Evan or on uh, Donovan Mitchell. And, and do you hear things like that, comments, or maybe on talk shows like this? <laughs> talk shows like yours? Sure. Anything can be said. <laughs> but, no, seriously, I mean, there, you know, there's – rumblings and there's always people talking but i will say this and i say this sincerely i have never heard a word from donovan mitchell i've never heard a word from anybody involved in the organization that says he wants out or he's looking okay. to get out uh, now i do think this is a very important season for the Cavs and donovan mitchell insofar as his future because he wants to see this team continue on a championship path and if they were to take a step backwards this year, then I'm sure that would influence his decision-making. Decision mm. But that being said, JT, I certainly haven't heard anything or been aware, been made aware of anything that would say he's looking to move. I love his comments last night. He was talking, and we're going to go back into the Sam Merrill a little bit, when he said, when hard work meets opportunity, it's a beautiful thing to see. And I'm looking at this team as a whole right now. And the last time we spoke, it was after a game where they played a complete game. Last night, kind of similar to that. And it seems as though maybe things are starting to head in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a challenge. Listen, the, the next six to eight weeks uh, without DG, he's not projected to be that long. Uh, the initial prognosis is four weeks for Garland and then six to eight for Evan Mobley. But uh, listen, those are two starters and two outs NBA basketball players. So there's going to be some bumps in the road. But, uh, JT, you go all the way back to the beginning of the season when I talked to you and Kenny. Mm -hmm. I think this is a roster when fully healthy, the full complement of players. This is a roster that's a better roster than last year's. And so Mm -hmm. uh, the potential is there for this team to do very, very well. They just have to get through these injuries. And, boy, so far a third of the way through the year, and it's going to continue for a while. They haven't had that opportunity. But uh, I think this is a team that, when healthy, and they have their full complement of players, could really do some damage. Tim Alcorn is your radio voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers who play right here on News Talk 1480. WHBC tomorrow night with our pregame starting at 6.30 and the tip-off at 7 o'clock. Utah comes to town. A lot of former faces we remember. Colin Sexton has been playing very, very well. Uh, He's been thrust into the starting lineup, and he's done a nice job. Uh, He's on one of those scoring tears that Colin can get on. And, of course, Lowry Markkinen, he has flourished in Utah. Last year was uh, the NBA's Most Improved Player Award winner and putting up big numbers again this year. And, I mean, really, we never had a chance to see uh, Abazi, Ochai Abazi, who was Mm -hmm. the first-round selection of the Cavs before he went to Utah in the Donovan Mitchell deal. But, Yeah, it'll be good to see Colin Sexton. Uh, When Utah came here last season, uh, he was injured. So this will be his first return to Cleveland since the trade. And uh, Lowry Marketing is one of the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet. And uh, success because he's a terrific guy. Tim, our starting five right now, do you think there will be any changes? Do you move maybe Karis LeVert back into the starting five the way we saw last year in the playoffs? Or are you you okay with Dean Wade and Isaac Okoro? Well, that's above my pay grade, but yeah, I'm sure JB. And as he said, uh, he poured over different lineups and different combinations yeah. and who would work with who. And so 
uh, if you kind of break it down, and I didn't do this with KB, but uh, when you lose Evan Mobley, you lose an elite defender. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that may be part of the reason why Okoro goes into the starting lineup, because that's the defensive strength uh, that he brings to the floor. Not that he matches up with Evan Mobley. Evan was third in the year or third in the voting and uh, defensive player of the year last year. Uh, And Dean Wade, I think they like what they see from him in that starting lineup. And as I mentioned earlier, if Donovan Mitchell's going to get swarmed or when he penetrates, he's got to be able to spray that ball outside and somebody needs to be able to knock down a three ball. And Dean Wade has done that very efficiently uh, in the last few games. So I think they like that. And I think they like Levert coming off the bench. He brings some Mm -hmm. firepower off the bench. And so they move Struess to the two. So you've got Mitchell and Struess as far as the backcourt with Okoro and Allen and Wade up front. And it's 2-0 and so far, so I certainly don't think they're going to mess with it at this point. You know, I agree with that, too. And if I could get Dean Wade anything for Christmas, it would be a big bag of confidence because it seems at times he'll get the ball and have an open look and he won't take the shot because if he's not shooting on a regular basis and those tendencies to not make the three or whatever – I think he gives you a little bit more on a rebounding effort and a lot more length. And if he could shoot and have a little bit more confidence, boy, I think he'd be a tough out, don't you? And, J- and JT, I think we've seen that the last mm. games. He hasn't hesitated. Decide, like, well, who can I get it to? He shot it. Uh, yeah. And I'm sure they're telling him, shoot the basketball. Coaches, for the most part, <clears throat> you're a pretty good shooter. They want you to shoot, uh, especially from beyond the arc. And listen, you have to understand, you're going to miss. Yeah. Six to seven out of ten threes, but you got to keep shooting them. And, and Dean has shot them with confidence as of late. And uh, I agree with you. When, when he's shooting confidently and he can spot up, he can knock that shot down. Well, you know, the thing is, you know, I don't know what we expect. Maybe the expectations are really high to start the season because we win 51 games last year, make our way back into the playoffs. But early on this season, notwithstanding injuries, there was so much emphasis, in my opinion, to chemistry, new guys coming and going, emphasis on shooting, and toughness. And I think, you know, at times, depending upon who the rotation is and who's starting and who's in, who's out, who's injured, it just seems as though the longer they can play together, and let's hope we don't have any more injuries, it seems as though things are going in the right direction. Oh, I totally agree with that. You know, I always like to say, if you had told me before the season, well, if you had told me before the season, we're a third of the way through. It's hard to believe, 15 Mm -hmm. and 12. Wow. uh, And all the injuries that we've had, that we'd be 15 and 12. And this team still has not had its full complement of a roster. And the the starting five that they had envisioned with Garland, Mitchell, Struess, Mobley, and Allen, they've only played 11 games as a starting five out of 27. So, yeah, I think they're going to be just fine. And you mentioned uh, when you asked the, or when you started the question, JT, about the high expectations. Mm-hmm. There were, and there should have been, and there should be. Uh, this is a team that, as you alluded to, won 51 games last year, but improved the roster and addressed the needs. So it's just a matter of getting the hasn't been the case so far this year. Tim, how many two-way players do we have on this team that go back and forth from the charge? And is there enough depth right now, do you believe? Uh, well, the two-way guys would be uh, Isaiah Mobley, along with uh, Imani Bates, of course, the okay. second-round draft pick, and Craig Porter Jr. Now, one of those, I would think, and it may be CPJ, okay. is going to be converted. And again, I'm not okay. I'm not Kobe Altman. I'm right. not Mike Dancy, so don't quote me on that. Uh, 
but obviously you're allowed three two-way guys. Okay. So Porter, Mobley, and Bates are those three guys. You can kind of move back and forth. Uh, Craig Porter hasn't been in a G League game in quite some time, mm-hmm. and Bates and Mobley have kind of shuffled up and down. But I, to answer your question, yes, I do think there's enough depth. I think that's what they addressed during the off season. Um, and if Merrill keeps playing the way he played last night and uh, these other guys contribute, I think they can make their way through this tough stretch. And, and as long as mm-hmm. they can just kind of keep their head above water and stay in the hunt, uh, I think they'll be fine by the time Garland and Mobley return. I think it's it's worth asking because of the fact that, you know, we've seen so many injuries. You've got to get bodies from somewhere. And, and I also want to ask you about Ty Jerome or Ricky Rubio. When might we see either or both of those fellas? Yeah, the Ty Jerome injury is, is baffling. He's got that sprained ankle. Uh, but anybody that watched the game or saw the game or highlights of the game last night, uh, he was on the bench. But he's now sporting a, a pretty big boot. Uh, so Jeez. this ankle sprain has really lingered uh, with Ty Jerome. So uh, there really isn't any timetable insofar as his return is concerned. Uh, and Ricky Rubio, again, the team is giving him as much space as he needs. He asked for an excused absence, and uh, they've granted that. And He's still overseas. Uh, at this point, there certainly isn't any Ricky Rubio return on the horizon. Two home games remain before the Christmas break, correct? You guys have one game in Chicago before Christmas? That's correct. Uh, Back-to-back with Utah and uh, New Orleans on Wednesday and Thursday, and then a quick trip uh, to Chicago to play the Bulls on Saturday night. So uh, still three more games this week. Well, that's outstanding. We look for the best. And, Tim, we always appreciate you joining us, and we want to wish you continued success on your shopping expedition today. I appreciate that. You know, it's that time of year. What's on your Christmas list, JT? Boy, a Not whole that lot. I'm going to buy it for you, but what's on your list? You, you know what? You've already given me my Christmas present. It's, it's having you on this program today, Tim Alcorn. Wow. All right. <laughs> Listen, I'm not Santa, but I appreciate it. We appreciate you as well. We want to wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, too, and I'm sure we'll be doing this down the road real soon. JT, to you and everybody down in the Canton area and your listeners on WHBC, a Merry Christmas and the happiest of holidays. Absolutely the greatest. Tim Alcorn, your radio voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers. They get it back on the uh, hardwood tomorrow night. 6.30 is your pregame taking on Utah. A lot of familiar faces, like he said. Lowry Markin and Cal- Colin Sexton. There's a couple other players on that roster that we'll recall as well that were uh, former members of the Cavaliers, but it seems like they're sprinkled throughout the league anyway. It doesn't really matter. Utah comes to town. Cavaliers, 7 o'clock tip-off, and Tim Alcorn will have the call for you right here on News Talk 1480 WHBC.